Unsilencing Stories is a podcast that reflects the voices of people in small towns and communities in Canada who have lost loved ones to the toxic drug supply crisis. Since 2016, more than 30,000 people have died from fatal overdoses in Canada, and that number continues to climb. The risk in smaller towns and communities is much higher than in urban areas because of a lack of harm reduction services and stigma against substance use and people who use drugs. This podcast is part of a community-based participatory research project facilitated by Erin Goodman, PhD, a faculty member at Kwatlen Polytechnic University in Surrey, BC, along with students Jenna Keeble and Ashley Pokernich. The aim was to assist collaborators in publicly memorializing their loved ones and expressing grief, as well as challenging silences imposed by dominant media organizations and stigma from society against substance use and people who use drugs. We hope these nuanced stories make a clear why the government needs to be doing more to prevent further deaths. Please note, this podcast contains information about overdose death, grief, and trauma that may be distressing to listen to. In this episode, you'll hear Clinton Gravel interviewing Sydney Traska in Cranbrook, BC, about Sydney's uncle who experienced a fatal overdose. Know your first last name? Sydney Traska. Where do you live? In Cranbrook. Is there one person you'd like to speak about who died from an overdose? Mm, my uncle passed away. From an overdose? He lived in Cranbrook. He shared the same birthday as me. What's your most vivid memory of him? His laugh and his smile. What did he mean to you? Uh, a lot. Are you comfortable? Can you talk about his death? No, it's okay. It's okay. He died in his shop up at his house. And his daughter OD'd at the same time. But she didn't die and yeah. What would you ask if they were here today? If he would be satisfied with how he lived his life when he was here. What do you miss most about your uncle? Um, I miss that my... He was Hazel's favorite, my daughter's favorite uncle, and they got along good. How do you think uh, he is like? He remembered. He made everyone smile. Happily and good memories. Or some of his... Biggest obstacles he overcame in life. He bought the Sammy and was trying to run a business and didn't really get to continue and finish his dream. But he made it come true, I guess. I don't know. Do you guys have any conflict or anything you disagreed about or fought over? No, not necessarily. He was pretty, he was a pretty amazing guy. We shared the same birthday, so he... You are a lot alike, I guess. What what makes you smile? The giant smile that he has. (laughs) His giant beard, he looks scary, but when he smiled, it was nice. What was your relationship like? It was a good relationship. Not, like, really extremely close, but pretty close. They were family. Still are. What did he look like? Tall. About my size, I think he was shorter than me. Bald head, tattoos... And uh, big goatee and perfect <laughs> teeth. What? Do you have any favorite <laughs> jokes? He used to tell. Um, he wouldn't say tell jokes. He would he would just pick on everyone, and then like he'd say something, and then sit there and be like, "Wait for it, wait for it," and then like when the person got it, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, there you go, duh." Do you have any stories you want to share about? We would always go for family dinners up at his place. We still do. Even though he's not here, he lived his best life with his kids and stuff. Always made sure everyone had a smile on his face. What were 
all of his hopes and dreams for the future. To be a grandpa, which he was, he is, and his kids are now having more kids. He'd be proud of that. Just to make the best of it and make his kids happy. Is there anything about that no one else knows? Nope. He's pretty open, I guess. I don't know. I think most people know more things about him than I do. <laughs> how, are you, how are you different now than you were before you lost him? It's sad and I don't know. It's really life's different without him here. And it's depressing and I miss seeing him every day. Do you have any traditions to honor him? No, we didn't. We celebrate his birthday and stuff. Well, I guess it's the same day as mine, so kind of still have to just celebrate it happily. Probably won't ever be the same. What has helped you most in your grief? Being um, nothing really helps. Just forgetting about it and trying to quote, cover it up with other shit. Yeah, one of the hardest times. Every day, seeing the bar that he bought and. Seeing my family and his kids and brings back memories of, of when he was here. How would you describe the deceased? An amazing human being. What was your favorite memory of him? When I, he met Hazel and would always like run up to her and tickle her with her, his beard and she just laughed so hard. Did he or she have a nickname for you? Uh, Sid or Shithead or... Is there a particular lesson you learned from the deceased? Not to take things so serious and everything so seriously and just live in the moment, not in the past. Or How long did you know this is? My whole life since I was a little baby. What do you think he valued most in his life? His kids, his family. What words do you use to describe his character? He is an ass, but not an ass, a humorous person. Straight out of Dinktown, eh? <laughs> How would you describe that as a deceased personality? Wild. What is your earliest memory of this person? When I was like six, I think. I remember riding in this truck with all my cousins. When my when my Uncle Dwayne was still alive, too. When did you uh, remember him to be more most joyful? When he was sitting in his office at his bar, <laughs> bossing everyone around. Well, not really bossing everyone around, just making them work. Is there a time when he or she was embarrassed? When he'd pick on us and we'd pick right back on him, and then it's the truth, so he'd get embarrassed for sure. What was the cease laugh like? He was, oh gosh, the funniest laugh in the world. I don't even know, it sounded like a Santa Claus laugh. It was just like, Oh, 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 like breathing. <laughs> My cousin has the exact same laugh as him. Was he chronically late or early? Um, it was, he ran on his own time. So, he could be late, he could be early. He couldn't show, he wouldn't show up, it would be on his time. Do you have any funny stories? Um, at family, some family dinners, because they would be working on the bar so much. He used to be so tired that he'd fall asleep while like, eating dinner. So he fell asleep eating corn on the cob the one time, and it was so funny. Were there any major changes to the deceased's life that affected them in a big way? Buying his house, yeah, that infected him in a good way. If you could drop by and visit tomorrow, what would you, your ideal day spent together look like? 
watching him walk back and forth, working to his shop and back and doing stuff that he always did. And but the one thing he always his keys on his pants would always jingle, so you hear him from a mile away. Was there a piece of clothing or something else the deceased wore that you found characteristic of them? Yeah, his old man slippers. They're like loafers, and I'd always make fun of him and he'd get mad. Did he or she have a signature saying? Squirrel. That's it. How did the deceased impact your life? He made a good impact on my life. Made me look at life in a different way, in a good way. How long did the deceased memory? Speaking about him out loud. Like, openly with people. What you wish you had said to him before he died? That I loved him, face to face. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Unsilencing Stories podcast. To listen to more interviews in the series, please go to www.unsilencingstories.com. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on the episode, message us at unsilencingstories at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and please share the project of other people you know.